Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So let's say you have five to seven auditions a week, and you have to put yourself on tape for each one. Well, the only way you could afford to go to a professional self-tape studio for each one is if you had a series or something. I mean, who could afford to do that? It's insane. Also, how many times have you had a reader who gave you absolutely nothing? I mean, a vegetable would give you more to work with. Enter weaudition.com. This is a video chat community where actors can put themselves on tape, but also find a highly rated professional reader to work with, to rehearse with, to do a self-tape with. And these are really, really good readers who will make you better and make your audition shine. If you sign up today for weaudition.com, get 25% off when you use the code ACTINGCLASS. Now, it's usually... $10 a month, which is very reasonable. But again, if you sign up today and you use the code ACTINGCLASS, all one word, get 25% off. Again, the website, weaudition.com. Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. We've used a couple of words that I think are good words, but at the same time, I want to point out that these are not technical words. And uh, one of the reasons, and I was I'm, I was doing some reading this morning, I was rereading an article that my friend Sharon Carnegie wrote about translating Stanislavski. And what she said that was really important, and and I think it's vitally important, is that Stanislavski never wanted a set collection of vocabulary terminology to be used in acting. And I think that's really important. He made it clear that the terminology that he used was an outgrowth of the work that he did with his students. And it was almost as if the students came up with the words that they used. And it's important because there's a tendency, if we're not careful, to force a vocabulary on our acting. I mean, I've said this a million times. As soon as I say to an actor, what's your action going into the scene? I can see an actor freeze. I can, it's one thing for me as a director to have an idea of what it is. It's a totally different thing to turn to an actor and say, Archer, you're going out on stage. What's your action? And you can just see this, this kind of crippled look on an actor's. I can see it on all of you. It's like, ah, he's not going to ask me my action, is he? So, uh, in order to make life easier for all of us, I've found other words. And that's the reason I will periodically say to you something like, what is your impulse? What is the impulse for going 
out. And it was really interesting because I was helping an actor on his callback audition for Rada. And it was interesting because he's, he's a really good actor. In fact, they wanted to, uh, Greg got competitive, by the way, they wanted a, a, a Shakespeare monologue and he had three. And he was trying to decide. Yeah, I know, Michelle. And so he was trying to decide between the three. And I thought, good God, how many actors do I have that actually know three Shakespeare monologues? And so we talked about each of them. And that's what, and I told Greg this. And he said, well, I've got two. And so at any rate, <laughs> so, um, but what was really interesting was even though we were working on a monologue from Henry V, the reason that I said to him, let's talk about the impulse for the monologue is because if you don't, then you start from nothing. It's like you, 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 your, your idea is I start acting when I start talking. And then, of course, you're doomed because you're coming from nothing. It's sort of like, so I'm starting with, if I were doing Hamlet, I'm starting, my acting starts with, oh, what a Rogan peasant slave am I? And, and it's, so there's nothing going on. I just start with those words. And so it's like you jumpstart something. So you, to me, the impulse for it was a word that was very helpful. And I've also used, you know, why? Why am I telling you this? Why am I saying this? Why am I going out on stage? Any of these things become something that as long as you answer it experientially, and by that, it's not the answer to the question that you're after, but rather it's the acting, the answer to the question. So it's not like, it's, in other words, if the, act, if the answer to the question is, I need to sort this out, it's not like somebody told you that you had to do, write all your actions down. You say it in a way that makes me know that that's what is going on with you. I need to sort this, I need to sort this out. So then you know what you're, what you're doing. So the impulse, as it turns out, saved this actor. And then once we got that, he's talking about in a sequence of thoughts, which makes me, we'll get to some monologues soon, but at the moment, we've got so much that we're doing that we won't worry about it. But just the whole idea that the words that we use are words that will help us get what we need, which is I am trying to immerse myself. I am trying to enter the world of my character. I'm trying to morph into my character, put on my character's skin. So the question is, how do I do that? What question do I ask myself to help me get there? Now, this was something that, that Ben, the guy Ben that I was working with mentioned, and we've talked about it. So this was an audition. It was a callback audition for Rada. He had originally auditioned for Rada, I think, in February when the Rada representative was in New York. 
so they didn't get around to having callbacks till this week, obviously, because London was shut down also. And so <laughs> he had a nine-hour Zoom class, which started at 3.30 in the morning, New York time, which I found really amusing, uh, where they j- took him through improvs and this and what you do in a normal school to get in, where they, you know, they take you through an improv class, then they take you through a movement class, then you have to do a monologue, then you do an interview. So at any rate, um, but... What he said that was useful for him, and we've talked about this before, the idea of covering your entrance physically. And what he said was really helpful for him was finding the physical gesture that, therefore, he didn't have to say, he didn't have to ask the question out loud. Now, uh, for me, if I work on something enough, I talk it out and talk it out and talk it out. I start very, very wide. I might talk out a whole monologue the first time I do it to to get me to understand why I'm telling you this. Then the next time I do it, it takes less time. And the next time I do it, it takes less time. Because you develop the ability, I've already covered that, I already own that, I don't have to say that again. So each time you go back to it, you need less and less and less because you have already accomplished what talking out does for you, which is help you own it as an experience, own it experientially. I have begun more and more to live through this character in this circumstance, so I don't have to talk out so much next time. So by the time I get, after rehearsal, by the time... I get to performance, I really only need a mental thing. I mean, it's almost like I can throw myself into it by thinking to myself, this is bullshit. And and I think that, but I built so much behind it that that's all I need. Another way to do it is what Ben was saying was helpful for him physically. And so, and a small physical gesture, a small physical gesture. I actually used it with Sean Astin once a hundred years ago when he was doing this odd little movie called Toy Soldiers, and he was supposed to be angry when he went in to talk to the headmaster. And I happened to be on set that day, and he was pushing his anger in the first take. And so, of course, I was there. So he looked at me because I'm George Tyson's manager and he wanted to know what he'd done wrong. And so I, I said to him, you're in, you're in the office of the headmaster before you go in or before you go on camera, throw a book down to the floor. And it did. The, the gesture of throwing the book down on the floor, that gesture threw him into um, that particular emotion. So, you know, we have a lot of tools that, that we can use. These are things that we have. These are the tools that, that we have. But, but I, I, I think what, what is important, and this is important if you're doing these improvised monologues that you all are doing, in building the past of your character, have an impulse of why you're telling us this. 
I Don't Need an Acting Class is hosted and created by Milton Justice. Senior producer is me, Walker Vreeland, and director of online media is Evan Sollers. Music by Jeffrey Keezer Trio. May This Be Love from their album, On My Way to You. If you have a moment, please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find us. And uh, if you would like to send an email, if you have a question for Milton, you can do so at questionsformilton at gmail.com. Another way to get in touch is on Instagram at I don't need an acting class. It's brought to you by weaudition.com, a full-service online platform for actors. And if you sign up and use the code acting class, get 25% off. Again, get 25% off when you use the code acting class. Again, the website is weaudition.com. Have a fabulous week, everybody, and we will see you back here next time.